Drink the Ink Rewind. Revisiting practitioners from the past and bringing you new conversations in the present. Hello and welcome to Drink the Ink Rewind, the podcast. I'm Mark Jarvis and I'm joined by the legend that is Alyssa Rogers. Hello, how are you? I'm good, Mark. Thanks for having me. How are you? You're very welcome. I'm really well, thank you. So uh, let's start off with the good news. Big nominations coming in for Ted Lasso. Tell us about the process of that and uh, how it feels to have all of these nominations flying in. <laughs> it's quite crazy. It's a bit overwhelming. I'm still quite in shock. I still can't really believe it until people pinch me and say, Alyssa, come on, wake up. You are nominated. Look, rubbing it in my face. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> it's amazing. It's, it's incredible. I can't describe the feeling. I'm just like, wow. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. It's such such an amazing achievement. And fingers crossed that you win all of them as well. I mean, you massively deserve to. And in terms of the process, let's go back to like the very start of, of the casting. What is the first thing that you know you would do when something like Ted Lasso comes in? Do you have a, like, a look through the script or do you have ideas of people in mind that you think about? Or do you just kind of have a, a set structure to how you would cast something? Um, first of all, look at the script. So I think we started off with didn't get all the first 10 eps that's not how it works <laughs> normally you get like an episode i don't know a week before it's shoot it's like okay now we got it like yeah no stress <laughs> 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 um but i think we had the first two or three apps and i started reading them it was just so so funny and of course you had jason already attached to the project brendan who plays the coach and Brett Goldstein, who's also one of the writers who plays the um, role of Roy Kent. And then there was discussions first about more well-known actors that we should go out to them. But we did also um, simultaneously get people in the room and audition them as well as looking at a big, big, uh, a bit namier names. Um, so that's how it started to slowly start with the lead roles, the supporting roles, and then the smaller roles, just filling it in as, a, as we go along. And, um, that's the process, yeah. So look at the script, then f discuss the names, and then get the people in for auditions. So put out the breakdowns to the agents, get the suggestions in, arrange the auditions, send that off to producer and director, and then go on with the contracts. It's not, it's, yeah, easier said than done. The whole thing I just said that happened probably in two months. <laughs> yeah, 100%. And that was, I'm guessing a lot of that was probably pre-COVID. It's been very different over this last couple of months. How has, how has casting been for you over this last year? Because you must have had to rearrange kind of a, a lot of ways that you do things, especially over Zoom. Uh, yes, yes. A lot, uh, I mean, no more in-room auditions, although I've been quite fortunate being able to do a few with regulations and safety measurements and stuff because it did come to callbacks where we're like, come, we have the director here, let's do it in the room, but let's make sure we have the masks and the COVID team and everything. But predominantly it was just based on self tapes, but we were able to see more people. And also to, with Zooms, you had to, yeah, learn how to record a Zoom audition, how to edit it. Um, <laughs> just um, a lot of things that we had to learn and more paperwork with filling in health questionnaires and stuff like that. But we adapted. It's all about adapting to the situation until it calms down, I guess. Yeah. So what So what are the issues in terms of when you're on Zoom? I suppose Wi-Fi is one of them. But do you quite like being on Zoom because you get to see more people or do you prefer actually being in the room itself? I prefer being in the room because of the human connection, seeing an actual person in person. Yeah. <laughs> it is a different feel, but it is 
sometimes a bit easier because you can work from home you don't have to rush you don't have to like be afraid that you're too late and stuff but the issues are yeah wi-fi you have to really make sure that well, wi-fi wherever you're doing the zoom is stable but also that the actor has the wi-fi then maybe that he has a reader so we don't have to look at the pages because we can then just look at them doing the audition and it's not too many issues, to be honest. It's what it's been working quite smoothly. It's more about the internet connection, but normally all the actors have been able to have a stable internet connection when it comes to those kind of callbacks and stuff. They make sure that it's stable, mm. so it hasn't been too too many issues, to be honest. So, in terms of like the the longer run into the future, obviously, hopefully things will start to open up over the next few months, we hope. Um, do you think a lot of auditions will stay on Zoom or do you think a lot of it will go back into the room? I mean, I obviously self-taped as well, but in terms of the actual casting process, do you think you'll be able to get back into the room or do you think people should prepare to have more Zoom recalls? Um, yeah, I think it's going to be a balance. So it is going to be with people getting to the room again slowly, but I don't think that will happen soon soon <laughs> yeah. i think it will happen that we will get back into getting into the rooms but for now i think it's more of about coming to a balance of zoom and in person and then slowly maybe in person but you can't predict what's going to happen with covid if it gets worse again or a new mutant or a new strain then it can go back to zero mm. so so in terms of the actors what are the do's and don'ts for Zoom auditions? Because obviously this is very different this year. We've all learned quite a lot. Have you found anything in particular that, that you really like through Zoom auditions or things that you were like, oh, I wish people didn't do that? Um, they actually have been able to adapt quite well to it because of self-tapes now being so 90% of what we're doing or 95% and all these self-tape courses and self-tape workshops and you know how to do a perfect self-tape now. They just reflect that onto the Zoom so they have a great background, they make sure the audio is right, the lighting is right. Um, so so to say a lot of actors were able to adapt it some have like missed the, the stuff with the lighting that they just have to make sure that their face isn't overlit and stuff like that but that's mm. the same with the self-tape. Um, and there weren't really many don'ts. It's just the eye line as well, that some would look down or not know where to look, where I'm just like, just ask. If you're not 100% sure, ask. I mean, most of the people will say whatever you feel comfortable with, as long as you look so we can see your eyes. But some other casting directors have a specific way where they would like to see the eye line of the actor. Mm. Um, and then again, the internet connection. <laughs> I mean, that hasn't been a problem so far. Oh, well, that's a positive. That's always good. I think <laughs> some of the moments when people freeze in the most awkward position, like mid-scene, it must be hilarious. Have you had any moments where somebody has been... I know you've not had that many issues with the Wi-Fi, but do you think ever someone's going to freeze in like the most dramatic, emotional moment and just get stuck for like five minutes in that one position? That has not happened. It has happened on Zoom meetings <laughs> with producers and directors, <laughs> but not in auditions. And we just we just have a laugh because it's like it's it's technology, and we just need laugh laughter more than ever nowadays. So it's um, but it hasn't happened in auditions, thank goodness, so far. Oh, that's really good. That's <laughs> so good. Such a relief as well. And obviously you've done an amazing course with Drink the Ink. Very soon to do another one as well. All exciting. How was it? It was really good. I'm really, I'm really enjoying them. It's just so nice to see how they 
can how you can bring even more out of them and how they can also feel the change so when they do the scene i give them feedback they do it again and you can you can see the change like i'm like i can see you you you've take, taken on my direction and it's so much better mm. i mean they already do a good job i'm not saying that's not good but with my help you can see oh you can get there even more and then they're like oh they, the gratefulness that they have the, that's just that just lights my heart <laughs> i'm just like oh, i just like helping people that's always been something i i i like doing is helping them yeah, 100%. And I think it is that, that gratefulness as well, because you can see how much it means to people. A lot of people have been to drama school. A lot of people are currently still at drama school as well. Some people maybe have followed a different route into the industry. But for everyone, everyone gets in there a different way. But ultimately, they want to get seen by people like yourself. And I suppose on the flip side for you, it's actually quite a useful way of, of seeing a load of extra talent without being in a pressurized situation. Because you know, you're there to obviously help them and, and, show, and show them and, and meet them. But do you ever go into meetings like that and, and meet people and think, oh, actually, I'm going to remember you for a casting? Um, so workshops aren't, well, they're not supposed, they aren't paid auditions. That's what all of the workshops always make sure because it's a workshop where we just try to help. Mm. But you can't help but remember or unconsciously think of people that you were like, oh, he was good. So, of course, we do that. But actors should know that it's not a paid audition. Like we're mm. not here to see you, to keep you in mind for something. We're here to help you develop your 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 skills. But it has happened that I, from workshops, I have gotten people to self tape, and eventually they even got the job. But that's not the point of the whole workshops. Let's make that clear. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. But I think I think that's so amazing. I mean, for you, it must be such a useful tool just to see loads of extra talent because I'm sure in the day you go through spotlight you select a, a certain number of actors headshots for each casting that you think are suitable but there's probably so many more because you get sent hundreds and hundreds of, of, of portfolios through spotlight and you get to pick maybe let's say 50 but there must be many many more that you'd love to see but you just don't have the time to see them exactly yeah so those workshops definitely help also because they're mostly in the evenings and because there's no theater or anything happening where we would usually go to a theater we can use that time to like do these workshops and meet more people um so there the the pool of actors has increased i mean there is already a lot out of there but it's now increased even more which is good it's more work for us but it's good because we can find new talent which is something i like to push for is getting new talent on the screen new faces yeah that's so exciting so when it comes to the workshops what advice would you have for people who maybe haven't done one before maybe they've done a few and they're learning things but in terms of getting into the workshop with you what advice would you have for them in terms of, of how to how to be in terms of maybe questions q and a's or with their self-tape specifically um so for drinking i because they do it um so i think with they just need to be themselves that's the first thing i say just be yourself don't feel yourself pressure because this role has already been cast you're not gonna see for it anymore because a lot of them i've done the ted lasso scenes which are already done oh sweet yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> they can just have fun with it and um yeah just don't put too much pressure on themselves that's the first thing i say and have fun with it and just be open to learning and make sure you've done the work and you've yeah make sure you've done the work be yourself and don't feel pressure because we're all here we all want you to get the job 
like not the job, but we all want you to um, do good. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, no, it does. It massively makes sense. I'm just like loving listening to you talk about it because it's so interesting to hear it from a casting point of view. Because a lot of people, it's, you always try and imagine what it must be like, but it's actually a lot simpler than you make it. It's, you kind of almost overcomplicate it in, in your head as an actor. So that's that's fascinating. And in terms of you know the rest of the projects that you've cast, you've got an amazing history of projects. Anthony is one of my ones to watch on the list at the moment. I've got a <laughs> list of things that I'm very excited. And you, know, you must have had an amazing time casting that. What a project. Yes. Yes, also because it's based on a true story. So you really, really don't want to like screw that up or mm. you really want to portray portray the whole truthfulness and the characters correctly. So it just really reflects the, the actual story. So it doesn't completely, um, it's completely different, if that makes sense. So that was, it was, it was an interesting, interesting project, very heartfelt, very emotional. Um, but Tahib was wonderful. I mean, he was amazing. And he's also in Ted Lasso. And he's just such a sweetheart. <laughs> he's just so lovely and kind as a person as well. But Anthony was a, yeah, it was a, a great project to work on. And I'm I'm honored that I was able to be on it. I didn't know of that story because I'm not originally from London or from the UK. So I'm still learning. <laughs> yeah, but what an amazing story to be able to learn with. I mean just incredible and i think it's really important now that we're seeing many more projects like this on the screen i think small acts was another one recently as well and i think it shows how much of a difference the industry is is taking at the minute like it's taking so many different turns how important do you think it is that we're managing to get stories like this on the screen very important very very important because the audience it's just the whole world just needs to change their whole perception the, um, of, and the audience because they all have still these cliches of what people should look like and the whole the whole thing also about diversity and everything that needs to just be completely changed so we have to tell these stories we have to like push it and we are working towards it it's slow but I feel like the change is happening but there needs to be so much more done mm. in regards to that and yeah just really really pushing that I think I think what we've done so far already, we have to you know look at that and think it's an amazing achievement because these stories we wouldn't have seen them on TV ten years ago, so that's already a massive change that I think we've got to be really proud of. And then you know hopefully now we can make the next step and then the next step and hopefully one day we will reach that goal of equality, which would be amazing. <laughs> step for step, but yeah, baby steps, getting there yeah definitely 100 percent. what a dream world so Alyssa, what's your plan for the next like few months then have you got any exciting things on the board any exclusives you can tell us about <laughs> i can't say anything i'm afraid but some really good exciting projects fiona always chooses very good projects like she always she's she has a very good eye and everything for which projects she wants to do and she also makes sure that it doesn't it's not too much but that we really have time to focus on the projects that we do so we give time to each project that we have on the table so it's not many that she does but the ones that she does are really exciting and um i'm afraid i can't say anything but there's good stuff to come i can see that <laughs> i believe you i fully believe you and i'm very excited about that but you just touched on fiona there what an amazing casting director. What is it like to work with somebody like that? I mean, you've worked with a number of people now, but you know, it must be an incredible journey to learn from somebody like Fiona. 
Oh, yeah, she's brilliant. I mean, she's just fabulous and amazing and um, so kind and wonderful. And the whole team, it just works. Like, we all just click. It's just like, it just flows. So, because um, we were quite new when she when she looked for new people, it was a new casting associate and casting assistant. So it was um, me and then Sinead, our assistant, that came new into the team. I already knew Sarah because you know casting people, you know your in the industry, you know each other. Mm. Um, but the fact that we were new and we had to work together and see how that works, um, that was just the whole chemistry, the energy just clicked. And Fiona is just, yeah, she's just incredible. She's, I mean, I learn a lot from her. I learn from everybody. And um, you all, you just pick up things from every casting office you work for. But yeah, she's one of my idols. <laughs> yeah, she. I, I'm, she's most people's idol, to be fair. She's just phenomenal. Her career has been just amazing to watch. But in terms of the actual casting as well, people look up to you, people like yourself and Fiona. And many people might want to actually go into casting. So how does it work behind the scenes? What's the like day-to-day of a, of a casting director? It varies. I mean, it's a lot. So if you want to do casting, you have to love admin because I'm telling people it's 80 to 90 percent admin. It's not just to sit on the table. You look at people. It's like, no, yes, 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 no, because that's what people think it is or people that don't know about casting. But it's a lot of admin. You have to create lists with the ideas. You have to make sure you write the breakdowns, find the scenes count the number of the scenes, the speaking lines, the non-speaking lines, the when are they shooting. Um, so, and you have to be very detailed and very like, when you check actors, what else has he got on? Why, where is it shooting? Is there any options? Does he need to change his appearance? There are so many things that you have to take into account and just be very, very aware. We have to really aware and forward thinking yeah it's 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 a challenge and then when it comes to contracts you need to be able to calculate the buyout and just make sure you have the discussions with agents about what's the billing what's the what trailer what hotel what's the travel and it's just a lot of stuff that people don't realize that we do as well um so it's a lot of lot of admin and communication communication is so important you really have to watch what you say in emails Mm. So I prefer to say it on the phone because it's in an email, they have it in writing and it's like, oops, I didn't mean it that way, but they have it. <laughs> so you really have to be careful what you write sometimes because they can pick it up in a different way. I mean, it's never happened something like terrible, like one zero too much in monies or something. I really pay attention for, to that, but um, it's a lot about communication and how to talk to agents and yeah. It's a, it's a fast-paced industry, but you have to be really careful and t- approach it slowly with with your intellect, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it does. It really does make sense. I um, My uh, my house, my old housemate, his uh, girlfriend was a producer, and she got us to cast for one of their, her commercials. And the first thing she made us do is go through Spotlight. And even for this commercial, there must have been 2,000 submissions, and it took us hours to go through obviously we've never done it before this is like our first time doing it and the casting was so much fun the actual casting day was like the best thing ever it's so (laughs) interesting to be able to cast something when you've had an acting background but what makes people stand out on spotlight because you must have to go through like we said earlier so many and you were saying that's the tiniest part of the job is flicking through people and saying yes and no so in that tiny window the almost the first round of an audition process is just being selected from spotlight so what really ticks that box? 
the headshots. That's the first impression you get, I think. It's just the headshot. I would compare it to a dating app or whatever. When you swipe through, it's the first impression, the first picture. Yes, yes, no, no, no. You just know. It just looks, yeah, this looks right. This doesn't look right. And that's what it really, so people have to be really aware of their headshots, that they look their headshots and the agents will then also have to know which picture to put forward on the submission that identifies with the character breakdown. Mm. So well, you get a you get a you get a feel for it though. Once you've worked in casting for a while, you do. It's more an automatic thing, and just yeah, making sure that you cover everything. Hence, like in regards to equality and everything. Yeah, for sure. And does it help when people have got like um, show reels and all that kind of stuff on their spotlight as well? It does sometimes. If I'm like unsure, I will flick through show reels, and it definitely helps. Yeah, so basically keeping it up to date effectively is the most important thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As the headshots and showreel, everything should always be up to date. There you go. Well, Alyssa, it's been fascinating <laughs> talking to you. I feel like we've covered seven different industries in one there, but, you know, it was all the fun. And now you can, I mean, you still got a very hectic day of work scheduled, but very soon to celebrate tonight's nomination and hopefully loads of wins. <laughs> Thanks for having me, Mark. You are. talking to you. Thank you so much. You are so welcome. It's been such a pleasure and uh, best of luck tonight. Thanks. So at Drink the Ink, we do a lot more than just workshops. So I thought what a brilliant idea to get the founder of Drink the Ink on all of the podcasts and give us a little update on what else has been happening with all things Drink the Ink. Bailey, Hello. <laughs> Thanks for that, Mark. Uh, yeah, hello, hello, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm all right, I'm all right. So, um, busy few weeks and months for you. Two massive productions, give us the lowdown. Yeah, so, oh my goodness, we've just finished doing our, our second run of Little Wars and Falling Stars. Uh, first time around with Little Wars, we raised um, nearly £8,000, I think it was like £7,852 and whatever it was, 54 pence uh, for women, refugee women, uh, for refugee women, sorry. Um, and it made critical acclaim. I was like, oh my goodness, what what is happening? New York Times going to America. The American playwright Stephen Carmel Caslin um, has has been a saint. His, his writing um, uh, is ha- has done wonders for the, the amazing female all-led cast. Um, but also I feel quite blessed um, because Thomas Hopkins, Michael Quinn, and Guy Chapman, the producers on on the project as well, gave me that chance and uh, allowed me uh, to join on that project. And then Falling Stars just came from it. And then because of COVID, it was it was it was meant to be live at a theatre, and instead, over a couple of days, which was meant to be rehearsal, we ended up filming it. Um, and then we got an online offy commendation. So uh, absolutely terrific with that. And um, some more exciting projects are lined up. Uh, Speaking off the record here, can't really uh, say anything, but let's just say uh, it's going to be very, very exciting. We've also got some uh, development projects um, with some amazing um, upcoming talent. Um, that one being unrepresented, some being represented um, uh, on the final stages of uh, commissioning a writer for a television series for a big, big television network. Uh, so that's very, very exciting. Um, and um 
with regards to anyone that's listening here, if anyone wants to pitch a production, that being uh, uh, commercial-wise to plug in West End, off West End, regional theatre, uh, please do get in touch. But even if it, it any form of uh, uh, of collaboration, if 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 there is room, if if there is if there is a role, we will try and make something work. Um, so just just email us at, um, my personal email uh, Bailey at drinking.co.uk or at the moment we're going to be changing the email because we've got a new website coming your way uh, but drink the ink uh, eat the paper at gmail.com um, and one of one of our members will, uh, will get in touch with you or myself. sounds like <laughs> a plan very busy at the moment let's just quickly touch on two things before you go firstly um all about the strong females so the charity what an amazing charity that you were raising money for mm, mm. yeah no exactly and it it was um previously to this um uh to this charity event actually i was um i was discussing with it was only by chance with my mum and my nan um about this particular charity and then when when tom who tom hopkins is the one who um um <laughs> I, I actually interviewed him and then from there came the greed uh, from Drink the Ink is just we're just constantly asking just ask just with anything even if you there's those well Mark, Mark and I were just talking about this before just DM someone they might get back to you they might not but just just always ask um, and yes it's, this charity is not only close to everyone in, involved but with 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 my fat like with, with my family so um with regards to get to get the reviews the four the five star reviews and being in the guardian um not once but a few times um <laughs> with the paper in which we read um was 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 just amazing it was just amazing yeah for sure and the female-led cast itself as well Talk about names, Juliet Stevens in there, Sarah Soleimani, who I loved in him and her. <laughs> what was it like working yeah, with no, giants like that? Yeah, no, it was it was well, with regards to sheer professionalism, we did one set rehearsals uh, with director Hannah Chiswick. Um, it was only a few hours, and then later that week they just did it. Um, and the characterization and the amount of work that they did into it um was you just saw it you, you just thought the first time they actually did the rehearsal with all of us you thought it was that was the the final product and it was it just completely blew blew me away showed a completely different perspective and also it was it was so funny we you know we were doing this online and the technical glitches and and you know, there was the odd hiccup with, with, with swearing and then restarting. And it was, it just felt so, so natural to be able just to be able to uh, communicate with these ladies. And and although this piece is, is quite heavy and has some lightness, we were able just to, during this chaos, which is just dragged out for way too long, we were, we were able to just have a laugh with it, which I think was which was just the the, be the best part. Obviously, amazing, amazing actresses, but just being able to just talk about the industry in itself and about the charity and what it means to them, I think I think that was my favourite part of it all. Yeah, massively. It's really nice to actually get to know these people as well because they're just great people as well as, as great actresses. Right, all very exciting and more mm. to come over the next few weeks. We will obviously keep you informed about all of that as well as bringing you loads more incredible industry professionals, giving you all of their advice 
on the industry. Drink the Ink workshops, available now. For more information, just visit drinktheink.co.uk 